This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. My name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Harish Kotian, a resident of Mumbai. He has just retired from the Reserve Bank of India and has been the moderator of the email group Access India for many years. So welcome Harish. So good to have you. Good morning uh, George and uh, nice to be back again. Pleasure. Talk about Access India. Access India has been around for a long time now. It's it's a it's an email group for uh, computer and technology users, and you've been the moderator of this uh, group for many years now. So, can you talk us through how it started and how did you get involved and what was the objectives and uh, what has been the impact of uh, this email internet group? So there were these bulletin board service, and through the bulletin board service. one would interact with the people who are a part of that uh, bulletin uh, board uh, group so there was uh, one very active bulletin board service uh, in us uh, which was run by uh, national federation for the blind so uh, uh, we were getting connected with the bbs uh, in us and uh, interacting with other blind people uh, in uh, us so that was our first time like uh, uh using our equipment uh, using computer uh, we were getting a uh, direct information uh, from other countries so they had a very um, uh, a very basic form of an uh, email group also so we were part of uh, those uh, groups and uh, so it started off um, by a couple of us uh, joining uh, those international groups and then uh, Uh, we thought why not uh, run a mailing group ourselves uh, i think it was around 2002 or something that uh, kiran asked me like you know shall we also start our local group i said yeah why not and a couple of us geeta shamanna and and a few of us uh, um, kiran took the lead and he started uh, uh, the mailing list and uh, so now it has risen it has grown quite a lot at any rate uh, it was uh, a good uh, and uh, uh, and a rich uh, sort of uh, uh, thing that uh, that happened because of access india because uh, like uh, it was not not only that we were helping uh, with the technology helping people cope with technology getting uh, getting themselves comfortable with technology also that we were sharing a lot of tricks and uh, hacks so to say and uh, um, and uh, uh, um, you know uh, 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 making ourselves more useful uh, using technology and uh, then uh, later on also came the mobile phones and again uh, mobile phones uh, it started off uh, with the feature phones and uh, then later on the touch screens again the touch screens uh, was a huge problem to start off with and uh, then we also learned how to do that and even during that course of uh, 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 moving on to the touch screen uh, phone also uh, access india had uh, 
uh, an important role uh, so that people would get uh, comfortable with it. We had a separate list uh, that we ran, uh, particularly uh, for the mobile phone. And then, of course, we merged it with the main list uh, later on. So that has been the, the moment, so to say. But uh, like uh, uh, a, a lot of campaigns also uh, we were able to uh, run uh, through uh, through Access India. And we were also uh, able to lobby and uh, form uh, public opinion, uh, which was a voice of uh, disabled persons. And uh, uh, we had a very important role uh, also to play uh, during uh, uh, when the when the rights of persons with disability was getting drafted, and uh, 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 in the very drafting committee itself, uh, they have acknowledged the role of Access India into it. So that is how, like uh, Access India, has uh, had a very important role uh, in uh, in disability affairs uh, in, in India. Staying with technology. Uh... I remember you telling me some time ago that you were also very interested in the ham radio. So what exactly is this ham radio? Is it still relevant today? What was your involvement? In my early childhood, I was very fond of listening to radio. And on radio, they like BBC and some other stations like Radio Netherlands, they would run a particular program, which would, what is known as DXing, listening to distant stations. So they would uh, talk about uh, the propagation and things like that and the different stations, uh, how different stations were spotted in different parts of the world and uh, so on and so forth. So that again uh, uh, kindled uh, that, you know, uh, it was something which I wanted to learn and wanted to know about. Uh, uh, I spoke to my father that, you know, uh, there is something called ham radio, but I didn't know how to go about it. So he spoke to uh, like uh, someone in his circle and uh, he uh, 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 he happened to know someone uh, who had that equipment so we went uh, to a place at Bandra where this person uh, was staying and uh, his daughter uh, she was in Agra she was married and uh, so uh, when we went uh, he was talking to his daughter on the radio and uh, many other people different part of the world it was just so very fascinating uh, to hear uh, someone talk long distance on the radio and just casually, like without uh, any uh, limits or whatever, just uh, like uh, like that and uh, so on and so forth. So it was a very nice experience that I had got to see then. But then, uh, uh, I mean, I, 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 that was a demo, so to say, that I had. But I didn't really have a very good use case uh, uh, for me uh, to actually use it. But it happened eventually. Uh, we uh, we uh, I was a part of a mountaineering uh, 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 expedition. Uh, we went uh, to uh, Himalayas. That was um, uh, I think it was uh, somewhere in 93, 94 or something. And uh, so we were all preparing uh, for that. And uh, so we wanted wireless equipment. Uh, 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 um, but uh, I, I, as I had earlier contacts with the ham world, they were willing to give the equipment, but they said, we can only give it to another ham. We cannot give it uh, to a person who doesn't have a license. But uh, fortunately for our team, uh, when we went to Delhi at that time, uh, the, the minister uh, for defense at uh, that time, he was uh, kind enough to grant us uh, five sets 
from the defense um, uh, equipment and that came very very useful for us because we had three different camps which was uh, spread uh, quite far away and uh, with that uh, we could actually control the expedition uh, uh, seamlessly we didn't have much difficulty with it so the first thing that i did after returning from the expedition was i i joined on uh, to the class which uh, uh, where they, they taught how to use uh, ham radio and there's an exam that you have to write it's the basic electronics and and uh, certain things about ham radio so and also at that time it was mandatory that you learn Morse code. Morse code is that you know I mean on radio sometimes you would hear da 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 that type of a tone that happens. So that that's a universal language, uh, so to say. Uh, um, uh, and uh, so uh, uh, that was a part of it. So I I wrote the exam. I got a grade one, which allowed me to communicate not only by voice but also uh, through a digital mode. So uh, so uh, later on, I did get my equipment. I got my uh, 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 wireless equipment and I was talking to people all over the world. So ham radio is just a wonderful thing. It is still relevant uh, in the sense that uh, all the technology that happens, uh, it is uh, sort of uh, fabricated by the ham uh, world. And uh, so, uh, it's uh, very much live and throbbing with technology, and um, uh, but the relevance has come down. Undoubtedly, the relevance has come down because now that we are using mobile phones, so we can talk to anybody, anywhere, and everywhere. But earlier, that was not the case. We were the very, very few privileged people who had uh, this equipment, and we could go anywhere and talk to people uh, in other part of the world. If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the Iway National Toll Free Helpline number 1800532069. The number is 1800532069. Harish, you've had a long innings with the Reserve Bank of India. You, in fact, you told me that you started your career with Reserve Bank of India and recently you retired from Reserve Bank of India. Uh, I joined uh, Reserve Bank of India in 1981 uh, and uh, uh, I joined as a telephone operator. But I wanted something more than uh, just... um, um, uh, being a telephone operator in the sense I wanted to some, uh, have something which was intellectually stimulating like um, and there wasn't much that one could do uh, as a telephone operator. I gave myself for two options. One was uh, to prepare for UPSC and the other was uh, computers. When I joined RBI, I was in 12th standard. Uh, so I continued my studies. I didn't give up on my studies. I continued my studies. I did go. I went on to do my post graduation because uh, I wanted uh, to do UPSC and uh, uh, post graduation was a sort of a necessity uh, for that. So I kept uh, on one side uh, preparing myself uh, for UPSC, and the other side uh, I was uh, also trying to see about uh, what could be done about the computer front. So initially, I had uh, huge problems uh, getting admission. Nobody was willing to give me uh, admission uh, to start off with. And uh, uh, 
the, the initial uh, problem of getting admission, I somehow managed, I got into a regular batch. And then what uh, I understood what uh, programming is all about. So it, it was a regular batch. And, uh, and uh, in that regular batch, I topped the batch. So what I would do is I would write my uh, code uh, using Braille. Uh, I would go to the uh, computer operator, uh, read out the code, and he would type it in. And uh, he would tell me what was the output that was coming. So it was a very difficult uh, thing to do. I mean, a very indirect uh, way to, to work with. And I was uh, trying to get uh, and see if I could uh, do something independently. Then later on, uh, I got uh, a synthesizer uh, from Dolphin Systems. It's a UK-based one. And it uh, came up with a screen reader also. It's called HAL. So I got that. And that was the time uh, when uh, I could actually interact with the computer uh, all by myself. Initially, I didn't even have a, a PC with me to connect. So uh, like uh, um, uh, somebody in NCST, National Center for Software Technology, the, the director of uh, NCST allowed me to uh, connect my equipment to their PC and uh, and uh, use it so i used to go in the evening and on weekends uh, to their center connect my uh, synthesizer and and run the software there and do some work up there and come back so it was a very like i mean a difficult path uh, to do then later on i uh, i got my own uh, pc and uh, which allowed me uh, unlimited time to use it and uh, so on so that was uh, how i i started off with technology but uh, coming back to the main question that we were talking about uh, with RBI, uh, so uh, uh, I, uh, I I I made myself comfortable uh, using technology and programming, and I was uh, pretty good at it. I mean, I I first uh, strengthened myself. I I made sure I I could uh, uh, take it in a in a professional way. So uh, then I wrote a couple of uh, other exams also. Uh, uh, I mean, professional exams uh, relating to programming. Uh, then later on, I did my graduation. And uh, uh, so I approached RBI uh, to tell them that uh, I would want to enter uh, software development. And I'm, I'm pretty uh, well trained for it. Uh, they again, I didn't get much uh, positive response because uh, all competitive exams uh, during that particular point of time, they had a clause that uh, scribes will not be provided. So uh, that was a big deterrent. And uh, mm, uh, uh, computer programming was uh, in the officer's cater. I was in the clerical cater. So if I had to go there, I have to first get a promotion. And to get a promotion, I have to write the exam. And I, I was not given a scribe, so I couldn't write the exam. So I was in a vicious loop, uh, so to say. And uh, it took a, a very long time, uh, very, very long time that uh, I managed to break it. And uh, 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 I was allowed to write the exam. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, entered uh, this uh, 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 as a professional uh, computer programmer. And uh, I, I mean, uh, 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 at RBI, uh, uh, we, uh, I mean, 
once i got in like uh, it was like um in, uh, the the uh, the environment was very receptive i didn't have much difficulty with it then and it was not difficult uh, to prove myself so, uh, also with it and uh, people realized that you know i was just uh, i mean as good uh, like other professionals uh, at rpi so uh, there wasn't uh, much difficulty that i had later on there wasn't uh, m any discrimination so to say also it was a level field uh, i would say that i got uh, later on and um, i mean uh, um, i i can say the best thing that happened to me was uh, i got to work uh, uh, in our data center which is uh, uh, um, which is a place uh, where all our important uh, uh, softwares are hosted and run and uh, to get a chance to work uh, in 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 that environment uh, is something of a privilege uh, that i got and i was not discriminated for that so i, I mean i was uh, happy that i got uh, to work and and i retired out of um, that center itself uh, so um that that has been my journey with rpi listening to your story you know uh, there are a number of people today who are uh, probably blind and are working in the rbi it looks as though you were the sunil gavaskar of uh, uh, of of uh, the blind fraternity while today you have the tendulkars and the virat kohlis who uh, enjoy the 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 the, the path breaking uh, journey that you took uh getting to where you did uh, yeah i mean uh, <laughs> i mean i'll i'll be honest about it yes in in some ways yes uh, because uh, i mean uh, uh, it, it was the first time that uh, uh, rbi also got uh, an opportunity to uh, work with a visually disabled person uh, apart from a telephone operator and uh, they they also got a pleasant uh, a surprise that uh, i could uh, uh, do my job but to their satisfaction and uh, it gave them the confidence uh, that uh, yes uh, many more could come and of course later on the laws also came in place and uh, things like that so uh, i mean uh, i would say that uh, i made the groundwork for it but uh, later on uh, those who came in they all came in their own merit there wasn't much that i did about it but uh, i mean it uh, built the goodwill uh, that was required that uh, that uh, preceded uh, uh, to some extent uh, because uh, of my interaction with rpi yeah the belief and understanding of what the blind person can do is very critical and of course the present day professionals who are blind to get into the same kind of role are kind of uh, riding the goodwill that you created to support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in so moving on uh, harish uh, you have a family you know you you got married at some point of time and you had children and they're all moved on in life so talk us through the um, through how you started your family and um, a little bit about different people in your family 
it was an arranged marriage so the family uh, uh, arranged for it uh, my wife she's an able bodied and uh, uh, she is a graduate and uh, uh, so uh, i mean it was more the family that uh, did it i didn't have much role uh, directly because of that but uh, uh, but uh, uh, i mean as many things surprises uh, came into my life uh, 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 my first arrival was a daughter and the second were twins i mean we didn't have a twins in our family so initially it was uh, quite a challenge and uh, and a handful to have uh, uh, three babies at hand and uh, to handle both of us uh, together but uh, i mean uh, i would definitely say that uh, i mean uh, uh, um, generally people think that parenting is uh, a large extent um, a mother's role but uh, i uh, did have a, a big uh, role to play in uh, my kids upbringing and uh, i have been an uh, an important participant uh, in uh, raising the family and uh, so uh, that's how it is i mean uh, in in all other families when kids have anything they they first uh, reach the mother <laughs> but in my family my kids the first thing that comes out of their mouth is uh, reaching their father <laughs> so that's how it is what do your kids do uh, uh, harish my eldest daughter uh, she has done her mba and uh, uh, she uh, is working with an mnc uh, other is a software developer uh, uh with the with a prominent uh, it company and the third is a lawyer she's a professional so all are working presently all three girls or the twins are uh, a boy and girl no no all three girls wow so uh, uh, harish uh, you know you've been blind have you been blind since birth or this is something that happened along the way and uh, what was the kind of um, response from your uh, parents and uh, immediate uh, uh, family around uh, uh george uh, i was uh, very much an able bodied and uh, uh, as a kid uh, i grew up like any other and even for a second uh, uh, i didn't know or i didn't have a feeling that uh, i i would turn blind some day i mean um, uh, and i don't think i remember uh, coming across any blind person uh, uh, through uh, to the first uh, uh, 13 years of my life so it was uh, during diwali time uh, uh, when i was 13 year old uh, um, uh, in the morning around 11ish uh, like i was uh, taking some stroll in, in inside our colony one guy he burnt one cracker called parachute it burst twice once in the ground and once up in the air so i was uh, very very far away from that particular spot and um, so but that particular parachute had some defect instead of going vertical it went uh, slanting and hearing the first sound uh, i turned my face towards it and the second was right on my face it blew so it was uh, in a second that uh, things uh, happened and uh, uh, but the thing is that the doctors were very hopeful they said uh, that we will get a sight back and uh, 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 they 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 were very fond of me so they took i mean uh, they went out of the way uh, and uh, tried very hard but it didn't work out 
uh, every time there some complication would come up, uh, some unexpected complication would come up and uh, ruin the graft. So that's how it happened. And uh, then I realized uh, for three years, we kept going in and out of the hospital. Then I realized that I'm losing on time. And then I told that I want to continue my studies. Even that, uh, that was running in the back of my parents as well. So when I broke the ice, it made it easy. Then uh, uh, my doctor uh, referred me to uh, Dr. Vyas. Uh, so and it was, uh, I mean, very inspirational to meet him. And he also told me of the talking book service, which NAB was running and the rehab uh, program later on. So I joined the rehab uh, program later on. And uh, so uh, that's how uh, like, uh, I got myself rehabilitated, learned Braille uh, and uh, uh, mobility and things like that. It's been uh, wonderful uh, talking to you. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Wish you the very best and uh, a happy retired life. Thanks, George. This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation. I wait, yeah, Roshanika.